Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that's charging at you like a crazy shopper who's been in line since 3 a.m. to get a deal on a cheap toaster and is armed with bear mace to ensure they get it. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Howie Blues! There he is. I'm good. How you doing, my brother? Ah, you know, doing all right. It was a nice, relaxing day today, so can't complain. Was was that a story from early today, 4 a.m. perhaps, when you were out and about searching high and low for those Black Friday deals? I don't do that crap. No. <laughs> now, that is a bald-faced lie because you have done that. <laughs> Only when you have drugged me out uh, <laughs> to do it. Uh, I didn't say drug you. You're like, yeah, okay, I don't have anything else better to do so let's go why not what else are you gonna do at 4 a.m sleep <laughs> apparently not yeah no that that uh didn't happen uh, there was a news story a couple years ago about i think it wasn't over a toaster though i think it was over like dvd somebody actually broke out mace and like maced a bunch of people at walmart during a black friday yeah yeah, you know, very classy. It's showing what you're thankful for at 7 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day, because why not? Yeah, run rampant for a $4 DVD that probably shouldn't even be purchased anymore because you maybe you should buy a Blu-ray or how about a 4K? Dying technology. But before we get too far and... I'd like to mention that we have a special guest joining us this evening, but I have breaking news. This is earth shattering news. Howard, would you like to hear it? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it would be bad if I said no and then, you know, Poor future Howard. I was wondering if we were going to say no. <laughs> yeah, was, was wondering because then I just sit here and stare at the camera. <laughs> so the breaking news. I did not go Black Friday shopping. Mm. At all. 
like I I didn't go to any of the stores to buy anything. I didn't go online to buy anything. I did not do any Black Friday shopping. And that is breaking because it's the first time in 22 years that I haven't done it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I need a beer. Maybe that's what it is. I think you just came over to the, you know, reasonable side of people. But I mean, toasters for the low, low price of whatever they're going for this year. Or maybe you need a Roomba for like a million dollars cheaper than what they're normally priced the day before the sale. I I don't know. (laughs) Right. Just the day before. Mm. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, we'll forget about that for now. I'm getting thirsty and we need to bring in our special guest for this evening. Gentleman that I have known for several years now, and uh, we've been through it, shall we say, in one reason or another. And this good friend joining us tonight from a bat cave from beyond, <laughs> it's JS Gunslinger. The Triple B Armorer. Welcome to the show. Well, good evening, guys. Glad to have you along for the ride tonight. Uh, an avid listener. What is this? Uh, longtime listener, first time caller, basically. Yeah, you know, you could you could go with that. I uh, I, I I like what you're what you're doing there. I've I've listened to to that particular radio show for a good part of twenty years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, you're on the show tonight, finally, after many, many, many weeks of saying, yeah, you should be on the show one of these days. And you're like, yeah, I should be on the show one of these days. (laughs) Today's the day. Yeah, that's kind of how most of my life goes is, yes, one of these days I need to do this, whether it's, you know, the basement project that you can see behind me or one of the other 400 things I have on the to do list. I thought you were just going for the aesthetics there, making the room look even longer because of all of the beams and, you know, you get that like tunneling effect. Well, I got to do something to help with my, um, how we shave vertically challengedness. <laughs> Figured if I, if I make the room behind me look really big, maybe it'll add some inches or maybe a foot to me. Sure. Yeah. If, if all else fails, I believe in the uh, options menu, you can blur out the background or just set a different uh, picture. So then you're, you know, overlooking a, a nice mountainous Valley or something. I don't know what, a, whatever uh, this, you know, option has, but it looks, it looks nice the way it is. too. <laughs> I, I did play with that. I was hoping to have a wall of barnwood done behind me, but I, uh, I did not get to the barnwood today. The, uh, the tractor project took up most of the day. That's, that's how those goes. Literally throwing a wrench into your plans. Yep. And into my thumb, which is currently bleeding again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I managed to smash my thumb with a hammer a week ago, hanging a gate for the horses. And then 20 minutes ago, I was uh, removing an oil pump from a John Deere tractor and, uh, the ratchet found the end of my thumb as I slammed it into the engine block. We gotta get you some titanium gloves or something, man. You, you yeah. it's like weekly or bi-weekly when you, you something something ends up doing something to a digit. <laughs> like you're gonna run out of digits or something. 
I I don't think I have one that doesn't have a scar on it somewhere. So it sounds like you need a drink. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. Okay. Well, it's our what's on tap segment. You know how this goes. What do you have over on uh, your end of the little corner of the planet tonight? I got a couple things, actually. Starting with uh, one of my favorite new finds is Bullet Bourbon. Mm, um, they yes. make two of them that I know of, three of them, actually. There's a, there's a single cask. I did not get that one. Um, this one is the Bullet Bourbon Frontier Whiskey, distilled and aged in the Bullet family tradition. It is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Made using our family's high rye mash bill and pure Kentucky limestone filtered water. And it is 45% alcohol and 90 proof. Woo! And I will be uh, not drinking that straight. I cheat. I use uh, the bold Canadian ginger ale. If you, uh, if you haven't tried the bold stuff, it's yes. really good. Doubling up on the ginger on that. I do enjoy that. Yep. Yes. Yes. The, uh, the and, whiskey and, and the so bullet. Light. Yeah, so you you get a bite from the whiskey and from the from the ginger itself. So, mm. and if I uh, polish off two or three of these, I I have some Lining Kugel's chocolate dunkel to go out go with after that. Now I think Howard might be interested in those. Uh, you sent me a picture a week or two ago. I forget how long it's been already. Uh, two weeks ago, yep. actually. Now I remember. So, uh, do you have one of those handy? Just to... I do. <laughs> I have multiples actually. So this one is the Line East Chocolate Dunkel. I found this on a whim when I went to the liquor store over by Runnings, the big one. Um, it is a lager with cacao nibs and natural chocolate flavors, 5.5% alcohol. And Lining Kugel's Chocolate Dunkel is a smooth, drinkable, and decadent lager that delivers notes of semi-sweet chocolate and surprisingly crisp and refreshing finish whoops it's the perfect beer for those who those special holiday gatherings or a chilly winter night thanks from the line and google family how about that yeah it's uh basically alcoholic chocolate milk and it's wonderful <laughs> was does that sound like one that you'd like to try howard I, I don't know that I'd be like jumping with joy to try it, but uh, yeah, I'd give it at least a shot. I mean, I've drank worse on this show. <laughs> it's, I guarantee you it's better than the pumpkin beer you had last time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that, I, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a low. That was a, that was a rough, rough night. Yeah. Well, I, I would hope it's better than an IPA, but that's just my take on it. I like IPAs, so yeah. That, be... He's a little demented, but it's all right. We still love him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the the lining kugel, because even though you have uh, unopened couple cans next to you, you've had it before. So your overall rating, you like the the taste, aroma, etc. What uh, what rating would you give that? I'm gonna give that one probably about an eight out of ten. Um, I like dark heavy chocolate like stouts 
cream stouts, chocolate beers. That's that's my thing. Um, I like the the really really dark, really heavy, thick beers. Um, almost the thicker the better. Um, unless it's like ninety five degrees in the summertime, and then it's. <laughs> You know, milk was a bad decision and then it's summer <laughs> and then it's like summer shandy or something but you know we we, we won't go to the cheerleader beer <laughs> yeah it's it's too bad uh you weren't around let's see was that last week already with uh, the the brewmaster local geek see all of our weeks blend together as as you know we uh, record them and then they kind of sit for a couple weeks and they they do the magical editing and future howard comes in and sprinkles some editing dust on it and then they get uh posted a couple weeks later and whatnot so all the weeks blend together but i i sent js a photo of our beer from last week the homebrew and I wish that uh, that we had some more, but he didn't have any extras in his stock That's because right. because this one, uh, what did he say it was? Almost eleven percent alcohol. Yeah, it was right around there, like ten point five to eleven percent alcohol <laughs> in a at twelve twelve ounce. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it was it was pretty thick. It, mm-hmm. it was thick. I love yeah, it. I was a little. Uh, little sleep deprived at the time and yeah i had the one and that was enough and i was <laughs> pretty buzzed and loopy by the time we finished that episode <laughs> yeah he was good i needed a couple more but you know um howard what do you got on tap tonight ah, why don't you go next oh okay well tonight i i, I have a, a a local beverage of sorts as in local within the state from the rhombus guys brewing company uh, based between uh, grand forks and fargo and out in lakes country so this is the iconic blonde ale and uh, let's take a read on the back the beer Easy drinking and approachable, the iconic blonde ale is brewed with North Dakota grown two-row malted barley, a touch of honey malt, and the finest Pilsner malt. These ingredients are accompanied by a small dose of American grown hops. It's tall, it's blonde, and I'll take another. And as I mentioned the rhombus guys brewing company so it's owned by the same guys who own rhombus guys pizza but they have their own brewery in grand forks so it is officially in grand forks in the old metropolitan opera house the mission from them is to bring you great beers at every occasion so sit back relax enjoy the ride that's our line don't be a square drink outside the box no, drink outside the box here. It's a 12 uh, full ounce can, 4.8% alcohol on this. And uh, again, on the side, they say proudly brewed in El Forco Grande, North Dakota, right there. So let's give this uh, iconic blonde ale a taste. Has a nice uh, light aroma on it. First uh, little hit is a little bit of the hops. So you get a little ale hoppiness, 
but it's not overpowering and the rest of the beer helps to uh again keep it light and uh, get enough of the taste of the ale in there so not a bad drink and drinking local t- with uh, this one tonight anyway so cheers gents well how about you howard uh i i'm bringing out one that you brought uh to me and it's been on the show before so i don't need to speak a lot about it but um i am drinking one of the avalanche amber ales that you brought uh when you were down in des moines i think is where you got it um Mm -hmm. so i won't rehash that if anybody wants to uh know more check out some of our past episodes. So nothing special, but I do have to share Kidder. I'll, I'll give this a taste and then I got to share something about this. So yeah, it's not bad. If I recall Kidder, your uh, comment on this was that it was an easy drinker and I can see that. I can see that. A tasty so. easy drinker. Yeah, but uh, Kidder, you gave me two of these, and I only now have one uh, because I took one with me last night out to the ranch because mm. I knew this isn't something you can get around here. So, of course, I shared it with uh, my dad. And, uh, hey, I, I now have a uh, Howard's Dad beer review, as we know how great these are. Uh, his, his, take on, yeah, his take on this was... It's nothing special. Why would the uh, you know Avalanche partner with this? Do they have a losing record? <laughs> so, <sighs> it isn't Lake Beer. Come on. So this is big. That's 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 my dad's <laughs> review of this beer. Um, so there you go. <laughs> so, it, uh, it almost sounds senior. like he compared that to one of the fancy Bush lattes. I'm, that's kind of yeah. But I don't. Does he drink bush every once in a while? I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen him with a bush in his hand. Bush light. Uh, you know, it depends what's in the uh, in the beer fridge down at the shop. Because um, uh, for for JS is knowing, uh, my dad is in a dog training group, uh, Navda Hunting Dogs. So that's the North American Versatile Hunting Dogs Association. Okay, and they do dog training out on his property uh, during the summers on Tuesday nights, and he there has a beer fridge in his shop, which is right kind of by their training grounds. And his rule is, you can help yourself to beer, but you have to put a beer that's of equal value or worse back into the uh, the beer fridge. So they end up with some pretty horrendous stuff by the end of the season. <laughs> Um, in there, so I can't say that I've seen him like drink bush a lot, but it probably has happened. So I'll, I'll give you that. So he prefers hams if he's going to drink a crappy beer. Ooh. So yeah, yeah, that that's a good one. It's right up there with the uh, old Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, the beast. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was my grandpa's beer with old Milwaukee, right along that right next to his glass of buttermilk. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. 
Yeah. What do you got here? Is this? Uh, I, I don't know what that is, and it smells funny. So <laughs> I'm not going to drink it. Yep. No. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I've ever uh, shared a beer with my dad that he's actually enjoyed. So <laughs> it's uh, it's always a good time when I bring him beer. So I, I, I get a good reaction. So. <laughs> Huh. Go. Okay, I'm yeah. kind of disappointed. I mean, I thought that would be, you know, enough flavor and an easy drinker for him to enjoy, but um, not not today. Yeah, no, no, not not a fan. He was not a fan. Like he, he didn't say that it was terrible. He just said it was nothing special. Like, hmm. why did you bring this out here? You should have brought something good. It was kind of the the uh, hint that I was getting. So. <sighs> That's fair okay. enough. I'll get him back my, at Christmas. <laughs> I gave my dad a drink of this uh, chocolate dunkel here, and he took one sip and went, nope, and handed it back to me. Well, that, that was the only explanation was nope. Well, one time many, many years ago, I had bought, and it was a, it was a pumpkin beer. I should have learned my lesson from that the last time, but... <laughs> It wasn't after one of the beer tastings from Happy Harry's, was it? It might have been. I, you know, I, I don't recall how I ended up with this stuff, but I ended up with it. And so I was trying to pawn it off on people. And so I was doing the very classic, like, hey, you got to try this, you know, so that people would take it and think that, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. And then it's like, thank you for getting it out of my fridge. And I did that to both him and my brother. And I have still not lived that one down. They're like, oh, no. Arr, he's always bringing these crap beers. Like that pumpkin beer he brought one time. Oh, how did it, you know, and I'm just like, you don't get it. I was getting it out of my fridge. <laughs> so I didn't care if you guys suffered. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Always a good time. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, I mean, that that's, I'm just having like PTSD about the blueberry beers and, and things like that, you know? And, uh, we don't need to continue with that. Are you sure? You sure you don't want to talk about the sangria? Everybody had to have some sangria when they came over. The shell sangria, or the sang- box wine sangria. It, it was Shells. a jug, a glass jug. I mean, I thought it would cl- would be classy. Oh, okay, it was, okay. It was only ten dollars, so I mean, I was a little skeptical. Oh, yeah, but it was yeah. it was in a glass jug. Damn it! Ooh, it's Morgan David quality. <laughs> Maybe. You know what else is in a is in a glass jar? Boone's farm. Think about that for a minute. <laughs> I guess it is, isn't it? It comes in like bo- actual bottles. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A friend but- of mine brought some brought some shell sangria for uh the fourth, I think, when they came up, and it was actually really good. So I have to, I have to laugh at this, okay? And the the reason I need to interrupt and laugh at this is because I go on to Google to just search my key search or keywords: cheap sangria. It's the first one that came up. <laughs> well, college will do that to you. I mean, it was it was more of a Hey, yeah, I mean, sangria, that's supposed to be good, right? Yeah, not too bad. Okay, so with it not being too bad, I mean, then it should be okay. And, I mean, it tastes like berries and stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, well, 
let's try it then. And there, there it is. The Carlo Rossi Sangria. Oh my. Let's open this up. Oh man, look at this inflation. $17 for a jug now. Man, when I picked it up, that was like $9.88 or something along those lines. But let's zoom in on this bad boy. I mean, you look at this on the shelf and you're going, yeah, I mean, look at that. That guy looks like he's an honest man. I mean, natural flavors, grape wine. I mean, come on. Like, this has to be good. Look at it. It's got some good flavor in it, good coloring. You open it up, and it doesn't smell too bad. And and then uh, you're trying to pawn off a jug for the next, uh, I don't know, month. <laughs> You know, after seeing the picture of that jug, I'm pretty sure I brought that exact jug to our first bout of Wee Fest. Ah. Went, was did did not go well. <sighs> yeah, I awesome. think Kidder's being kind when he said that it was only a month. I think that lasted for <laughs> four or five. Maybe because it, it eventually the rule was if you came over to the apartment, ah, you have to drink some sangria. You got it. Got to take at least a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we were handing out little glasses of sangria. Like, here you go. Here's your, here's your punishment for coming over. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for visiting. <laughs> Don't say we never gave you anything. Yeah, uh, but yeah. any any other? Uh, I mean, you said that you took it to WeFest, or you, you think that you took it because it looks oddly familiar. And I if know you can remember sure, it. Sure. <laughs> I know for sure I've bought one of those jugs after you showed me the picture. I just don't know if it was pre-WeFest or after. But I don't remember much of WeFest when I went, so there's that. That happens. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I, I know for sure I have drank one of those giant 40-ounce bottles, 128-ounce bottles, sorry, of... <laughs> that terrible terrible drink yep <laughs> yep and for anyone questioning of why is he on the show or does he even belong on the show that should answer the question because yes he, he has delved into the depressing nature of these certain alcohols as well and so he has the experience too damn it I yes I unfortunately grew up in a very small town and went to the same college that Kidder and I believe Mr. Blues did as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, there was a lot of very broke alcohol buying and things like sangria happened mm -hmm. to come up. <laughs> Good old Happy Harry's. Yep. I always like going to the North one more for some reason. Just be maybe because of the loft in there. I don't know. It, true, true. Yep. We ended up at both of them enough. <laughs> I lived a block away from, I think, the one on the south side, so that was kind of our go-to. We rotated through whichever one had the wine tasting or beer tasting that month. Ah, there you go. And that was that was really the best value in college because show up, get a free pint glass, which I think I still have about six of them in the in the cabinet upstairs, and. Not only do you get a free pint glass at most of them, 
but you also get a bunch of free alcohol. So you go through your tables and there's usually four to six types of alcohol per table. And I believe at one of the larger tastings, they had 14 or 16 tables. But yep. Start to finish. And on the last table, we went light to dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. I believe that was the night that we we all tried the blueberry beer at uh, table 14 or 15. And we're like, this is awesome. We need to get some. So we bought, you know, a six or 12 pack and. Oh, yeah, let's drink this later. This is delicious. And then, you know, two days later when you're like, oh, yeah, that blueberry beer. I should go try that. And ah, what the hell is this? This is not what I tasted. Oh, that was at the end, wasn't it? <laughs> Did you know that PBR makes a hundred pack? I want to say that I I did, but I haven't seen it in person. They legitimately have a hundred pack of PBR twelve ounce cans. It's about six feet tall. It's the coolest thing I've seen in beer wise. If you like PBR, I can go for one or two here and there, but I ain't gonna drink a hundred of them. <laughs> My first thought is they give you a hundred so then you can actually get drunk. It is like three, two or lower, possibly. <laughs> it's like that lake water. Yes, I <laughs> keep bringing that crap up. <laughs> Howard's yeah. dad and his lake water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lost Lake. Yeah. Lost Lake, yes. I mean, it was lake water base tasting and alcohol content i believe they call that a near beer in uh <laughs> in most societies see i think it was legitimately beer <laughs> like it was a 30 pack of cheap 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 ass beer Oof, no. now he here's a question have you had beer 30 it's not available up uh, in our parts of the region well you every 30 is beer 30 well, correct. And that's actually on the outside of the box. <laughs> no, I cannot say I've had the beer, beer 30. That is, that is one that has escaped me. They have uh, two different types of beer 30. And there's beer 30 light and beer 30 ice. One's in a purple can and one is in a black can and with the word ice in it just <laughs> no so the thing thing about this is uh, as far as i know you can only get it uh, down in the the midwest or more midwest areas but <clears throat> there's here's the uh, light can so you can see light and then the ice cans right there are basically black and it says ice the cool thing is their packs have 30 beers in them, so you can get a light buzz off of them. But the other cool thing, you get 30 of them for 10 to 15 bucks. I'm sure now they're more of the $15, but back when when we were uh, wow. got a couple of them, they were around $10 for 30 of them. It looks and like 
Coors and Natural Ice had a baby and and made that beer right there. I always thought that they were trying to just sucker in Coors fans and just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I oh, wait, what did I accidentally pick up? Yeah. I believe we mistakenly brought a, brought a pack of Natural Ice to a beer pong tournament one night. That was that was not a smart idea. Natural light is bad enough. Natural ice is terrible. <laughs> Especially when you have to shotgun 20 of them in a night. That's uh, kind of what the beer 30 is too. Uh, I I found a page with the information on what what it is. So they're 12 ounce cans. The alcohol percent by volume is 4%. So you at least get a, a little bit of uh, you know, alcohol. It's made in Wisconsin by the Melanie Brewing Company, available year-round. And most of the ratings are between <laughs> 1 and 3 out of 5. <laughs> Which is kind of depressing on this whatever site that... Uh, talks about the beer ratings, but eh, I haven't seen it available up here. That was apparently a Nebraska thing for a while. And so brother Nico ended up bringing up, uh, I think two 30 packs of each. And then uh, I threw him a cool 20 and uh, they went in the fridge. It's almost cheap enough for target practice. That's like Shasta Cola price. Right. Get you, get you some, some mountain lightning and, Cola, not even a curtain, just cola. Mr. Pepper before he went to college. <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. Pepper. And then, but, but I believe they had four different kinds of cola. They had purple cola. They had the red cola. They had brown cola, which I think was supposed to be root beer. And I believe they had like a blackberry cola or something as well. The only way you could tell the difference was the color of the cans. Kind of, kind of reminds me of, of this because they both tasted about the same. So maybe they, maybe that was the trick. Yeah, they yeah. put the same beer in both cans. <laughs> oh yeah, this this one tastes better than the other one. Shasta even made a three liter bottle at one point in time. I don't think they still do, but I, I remember, remember those. I hated from hated them because they're so freaking awkward <laughs> i remember the three liters fondly from birthday parties <laughs> yep oh somebody went to the uh the dollar store or walmart or something and got the 79 cent special yep does this even have any carbonation in it this <laughs> is just sugar water yeah, no no carbonation no caffeine sugar and water here you go children <laughs> don't drown in the swimming pool yeah I uh, am unfortunately not uh, finding this on the internet other than people reminiscing of, yeah, I remember that being available back in college, <laughs> things like that. I uh, Even Amazon doesn't have it, so that tells you something. Ouch. But you can buy a beer 30 sign. So well, there's that. Well, I'm down drink number one. All right. Let's open a lineies. <laughs> and what's the uh, percentage on that again? Five and a half. Not too bad. 12 full ounces, it looks it like. Is, it is a full 12 ounces, unlike that uh, 
11.2 or 11.5 ounce cheerleader thing that you had several times on the show. Yeah, there's uh, there's still one up in the fridge. I might have to get it by the end of the show. You, you even pawned one of them off on me when I was over there. Yep. <laughs> but if I remember correctly, you were like, that. I mean, it's not bad. You're going in knowing what it is. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you'd have poured it in a glass and given it to me, I may have spit it out. But knowing what it is in a can... It could have been worse. Yep. It could have been pumpkin. Could have been. Could have been. I got to move on to my second one as well, and going with the uh, ever classic Bud Select for the uh, the number two. Bud Select. Yeah. Hmm. I just what pretend it's a little bit more peppery uh, Bud Light. <laughs> So, JS, you give us a kind of a, a quick summary of what you're up to, what's going on. Um, if you want to go down the list of uh, things you're involved in or what you're thinking about doing, your hopes, dreams, we got plenty of time. Yeah, uh, hope, hopes and dreams. Well, we don't have enough time for that because there, there's a lot. Most of them are never going to happen. But me too. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, well, I spent nearly ten years working for the government. We'll uh, we'll leave it at that, um, Mister. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, have some great memories. Made made some great friends. Um, after my tenure with the government, I uh, I decided to pursue my my own business, and started doing spray foam insulation. I uh, kind of bought the thing on a whim. I was looking for a turnkey kind of type business. I was hoping for like a hydraulic shop or a small engine repair or something of that nature and stumbling on a, on a guy selling a spray foam trailer and went, you know what? I could do that. That's a great idea. And I bought a trailer, taught myself how to spray foam. And for the last year and a half, it's been actually going pretty darn well. So, um, that's my main gig right now. My wife and I also own a pet grooming salon here in, in the Bismarck area, um, which has, we've had that one for seven years now, and the business is going wonderfully. We've got an awesome staff. I can't talk highly, more, more highly about the, about the staff and whatnot we got going there. So that's, that's been a great one. Um, I started construct working construction when I was 16 and I've kind of jumped between the, uh, the, the government and the, the construction ever since then. So yeah. Um, I've been a shoot been, been into the shooting sports. I've done competition. I've been a hunter since I was in diapers. Um, won a handful of local competitions. I've never done anything on a national circuit or, or us circuit yet but that's that is on the bucket list um i'm a, I'm a, a fairly accomplished shooter but uh do gunsmithing um and then kind of have a knack for making uh making engines run so yeah current project we're working on now is we bought a uh, 3010 john deere for the neighbor that's been sitting for two years and is completely stuck 
engine is locked up solid. Uh, I actually bent a three-foot pry bar trying to uh, move the flywheel on this thing here <laughs> a little bit ago, right before smashing my thumb on the on the oil pump. Um, but glad uh, we're getting yeah. the timeline associated on that. Yeah, now, so yeah, we have yeah. <laughs> along the way. Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, we we call it quit for the night, so I could make our our uh, appearance on, the, on our wonderful show here. And uh, we're going to hit her again at about 8 o'clock in the morning and tear probably into the top end. I get the whole bottom end torn apart, so we're going to tear into the top end and pull a head off and see if we can figure out why this thing won't move. Hmm. But yeah. Awesome. Maybe uh, just douse it in WD-40 and then uh, let it sit for another day. Just let you it know, soak in. <laughs> for those of you, for those listening that do engine work, Marvel Mystery Oil works wonders for stuck engines mm-hmm. take the spark plugs out fill the cylinders with about a cup of marvel mystery oil and let it sit for about two months come back to it in a couple months and almost always you can get the thing to start moving and get it unstuck mm. there was one we had to take a sledgehammer to to open it up but it happens awesome yeah, that's I'm glad. a little bit of. So you get everything here on Beer Blues and BS. You know, exactly. We, we get, you get uh, alcohol tips, you get gaming tips, you get hockey tips, you get <laughs> engine tips. Hey, <laughs> man, you know, how could anybody not love this show? Right, right, right. I and I, I will say that I believe it's only been once where uh, Kidder has called me to change a tire for him. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was that was a good one though, because I I didn't just get a nail or or a sliver uh, something that that made it you know kind of deflate. No, I found the whole the whole pocket knife. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Even part of there, the, even part of the handle was there. Yep, yep. The whole blade ended up sideways and and. The, the, I don't know what, eighth of an inch of it was sticking out the bottom, I think, and then uh, went back on the road and found the rest of the pieces of the knife. Just just hit it just right. Drive it along, thwack, and here, tick, 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 tick. What the hell? Made it another two blocks, and the, the uh, tire light came on, the pressure light, and I'm like, what the hell? Another two blocks, stop, get out and check. And I'm like, why my tire going flat? What the hell? Can't see anything and got in, drove forward a little bit and see the little edge of the end of it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> great. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks for full size spare tires. That's that's right. So, yeah. Howard, I, uh, I heard your the episode about your skeet challenge. With mm. uh, your brother and your dad, I, I'm I'm quite impressed. Um, skeet is not one that I've done a lot. I've done a little bit of it. Depending on the shotgun, I'm not bad. Um, most of my stuff is short, so the skeet range and trap range, it, it's not good. I run a f- extra full turkey choke just to get a little bit of extra range out of there. But yeah, my stuff doesn't work good for trap. Yeah, no, I was I was surprised by by my shooting in that case because I uh, 
I, I don't think I even ever shot that good before when, you know, I would go out hunting with my dad regularly. So, you know, the fact that it was like a 17 year gap and first time shooting in all that time. And I, I was, I was pretty happy. I did hear later that there were some grumblings about how well I did and maybe some accusations behind my back that I had been like <laughs> signed up with some gun club and been practicing at some point. But, uh, yeah, that's not the case. I just, I think, I had a pretty lucky night. Is all I can say. So nice when you uh, when you brought up the the sixteen gauge that you got to use, it brought back a lot of memories. We have an old Sears and Roebuck bolt action sixteen gauge that we got from my grandfather, and he would experiment with shotgun shells. So if you find it, if we ever found a shotgun shell with a black line drawn across the back of it, we knew that one was going to hurt. <laughs> Max loads were only a suggestion for those for for the ones with the line. Yeah, suggested max loads. Yep. Oh, gotta love that. Yeah. Have we talked about shooting the judge before? Uh, on this, I don't, show? I don't remember. I, no. I know we haven't on the show. But uh, I can't remember if uh, I think Howard, you and I have talked about the judge, but I, I can't remember if you and I have talked about it, JS. I, uh, I maybe maybe briefly, but I don't know. I've I fired the judge several times of a on a range day or something. Um, I am not a Taurus fan. I uh, I personally think Taurus guns are garbage. They make one or two decent revolvers. Everything else is just crap. I've had several people bring me Taurus semi-autos to repair, and I can't even get parts from Taurus to repair the things. I I have no faith in their semi-autos at all. Yeah, that that's that's my my two cents on the on the Taurus. Anything. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, brother Nico used to own one and we would occasionally take it out shooting to the west of Grand Forks. There's a nice levee area. So <laughs> I know it well. <laughs> yep. So we'd, we'd head out there and, uh, you know, we'd pick up some of the, sh the uh, shells before we would go out there and, uh, just kind of mix them together and so you would get what you get between the slugs and the and the uh, buckshot wonderful so it's hilarious when you would get the uh <laughs> you know you get the buckshot and you you thinking that maybe the next one is is another slug but then you get the buckshot so you're like <laughs> okay oh this should be boom it blasts you because it's three giant pellets in inside there for the uh the slugs just hilarious i'm kind of sad but at the same time not sad that he sold it because you know i mean don't go stupid with it i always wanted to get one of their eight inch versions and try a round of trap with it just to see how i did i don't know if you could even hit a single bird but i wanted to try it and just for the hell of it no and i i can't even tell you what like more about what the guns were that we were shooting uh that day uh, my dad 
he is he is reti- he retired in June and has since become like a the gun flipper of around here. <laughs> he spends his days on Bizman Online and he will find deals. He will buy a gun and then flip it and like put it right back on and sell it for for usually for more. And uh it's been uh it's been interesting. He has a gun fund that my mom allows him to have and that's what he's got for flipping and yep. he just he he finds these people who are like, "Well, I don't know what this is really worth, so I'll put it out there and he'll just go, "Oh, I I know what I can sell that for." So just grab that and Yeah. It's it's always interesting to go out there because he's always got some new gun that he has and he'll shoot them all. It's not like he will, you know, buy it and then it goes away. He he shoots everything he owns. So oh, yeah. he I... he ends up with some interesting ones, including and I forget what their exact make are, but basically, Kidder, it's a rifle that somebody has modified into a pistol. He's got two of them. <laughs> that's not one of your handiworks is it js <laughs> uh the ones i make are awesome but probably not <laughs> <laughs> i could make you one however yeah yeah he, I, he and i have, have been talking about putting together a sweet ar of some kind for probably i don't know four years now it's kind of like you and i talking about putting this show together you know give it another six years and we'll we'll end up actually doing the damn thing having the time to do it and getting around to do it you know we should do that thing that we talked about yeah we should do that thing six months later but let's just do this thing okay fine i'll <laughs> i bought a microphone well we gotta do it now okay let's just do this well, if you just pony up and buy some AR parts, I'll build you a kick-ass <laughs> rifle. I'll build you a piss. I can build you whatever you want. We can make a nice little dinky one. We can, you know, whatever you want to do. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I built one for uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Mister uh, Mister Pafu, and mm. uh, that one turned out pretty damn good. I even built one for my wife. Any uh, special uh, elements? To the one for the missus? Uh, yes, actually, it uh, it's an eleven and a half inch, uh, two two three, and it is painted robin's egg blue. Ah. Oh. <laughs> we were at we were at the a large box store and told her to pick out a color for her rifle, and she likes teal, so she went that one. <laughs> and we did a we did a dry brush te- technique on it, so it it actually looks pretty darn cool. Oh, nice. I need to upgrade. I need to upgrade the trigger in it. It's just still got a mil spec trigger, so it needs a little bit bigger, better trigger in it. But it still shoots good. I like it. Yeah, it sounds neat. I'll hopefully get to check it out one of these days when we're not upgrading uh, uh, lights or uh, other random things. So, oh, I see his headset must have died too. So that's super awesome. All right. Whoa! You missed it. There were Gregorian chanting going on. The ghost of Jimi Hendrix stopped by. I mean, we have all kinds of crazy celebrity guests on this show. I I thought you were just talking about the normal conversations that the tiny demon I have up in the upstairs (laughs) was uh, was was doing. No, no, not even that. Oh, yeah. Yep. My uh, 
my my daughter is uh, the the apple of my life. She's three. Uh, she's some days we think she's pure evil. <laughs> mm. um, she'll go from the absolute sweetest thing in the world to literally punching you in the face. It, yeah. Pretty I, sure. I could say yeah. something here, but I'm going to restrain myself. <laughs> <laughs> she may get it from her father. I don't know. Hey. Um, pretty sure there is not a single surface in her house that has not been colored on with some type of marker, including hmm. her. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, that, that happens. I mean... You made it on this show, so you can survive anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I have, a, I have a really good form of birth control for you, Kidder. I, uh, I could drop her off with you. Ah, babysitting, you, right. You and the missus could babysit for like a week, and I guarantee you, you would never have children. For fear of having something else happen to me or something along the way, I'm going to refrain from commenting on that. <laughs> In a uh, in a past life, I uh, I managed a gallery at the science center, and I had one of the high school students one time come up to me, and he said, "You know, working here is the best form of birth control." He goes, "After dealing with all these kids, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> yep my uh, my seven year old son is now in the girls are ishy stage. So, according to them, he is never getting married and is never going to have a girlfriend. <laughs> That's pretty much the same response he gets from his mother and I. I'm looking forward to all of these fun moments as my little guy gets older. It'll just yep. be a blast. So, <laughs> Yep. He's, uh, he's also finally starting to become helpful. He is actually somewhat starting to enjoy working outdoors with me and doing things now. So... I'm able to get my slave labor out of him. Awesome. One of the benefits of actually of having children is you can force them to do the crap you don't want to. Sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> Thought it was Tron visiting us again because yeah, that's also he, Tron also came for a, a quick visit before I forgot to uh, include him. So I apologize to the central processing unit, Tron. Sorry about that. Child labor. Yeah, there, there is that, but uh, getting to that point, I don't know. I don't know. Just gonna, I'm gonna leave it with the I don't know. You'll get there, Kidder. Because that's there. that's that's open ended enough. Like, yeah, I don't know. Come back to that later. You know, fatherhood is fun, Kidder. I, I think you'd enjoy it. I also enjoy vacations and long walks on the beach, but maybe one day <laughs> maybe maybe there there is one thing i will say is that i will never bring both children to a department store ever again oh no the last time i'm a, i'm a very frequent visitor at uh, the large lumber liquidator in town here never again one of them is running up and down the aisles, giggling, screaming, and the other one is chasing her up and down the aisles, attempting to help by catching her, which then causes her to scream bloody murder and 
have half the store thinking that he is trying to abduct some random little girl. And then you have me screaming at both of them and, you know, people Classic. calling child serve child, you know, CPS because there's a, a small angry man yelling at two children and it's, it's absolute chaos. Why are those three children yelling at each other? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> The ones Where are the parents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So now uh, we, anytime we go somewhere, the wife and I will split the children because them by themselves aren't usually too bad. Together, absolutely not. That happens. Yeah. If you're going to have kids, Kidder, have yeah. two. Have two. Just, just two? Just two. And then maybe, maybe three or four more, but start with two. Start with two. <laughs> as, uh, as my pastor put it, you know, when you only have two, you can still play man on man. The whole game changes when you have to play zone. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Right. Right now we're split evenly in the house. So there's uh there's, there's two boys and, and two girls. So. We are uh, we're, we're good when it comes to the voting. We can leave just leave it at a dead tie, and it's okay. I don't know what's going to happen if there's a third one that gets thrown in there. I think uh, if it happens, I mean, you just have to have like eight at once because then our family can run the neighborhood, take over from all the other hoodlum kids in the neighborhood. Well, somebody, Get off my lawn, or I'm going to send my army. You got to break into P Rock somehow. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. That's I you know, at this point I think it's been broken in. And the uh there's also uh, I I think there's another one up around the corner at the, the uh, apartments nearby because uh five o'clock in the afternoon, I don't remember if it was a weekend or a weekday, but happened to be uh driving on by on my way home. And there is a, a small child out there, too, by the bike path. <laughs> Pants down, facing the roadway. Like, yes, because the apartments aren't bad enough. Just face face the roadway near the four-way stop. So two intersecting roads, major roads. Just Just let it go. You're like seven. It's fine. Whatever. I mean, not that your parents may have taught you something different of... Like going inside or around the corner by the dumpster. <laughs> Something simple. No. And and there, they don't have an excuse because there's no P-Rock over there. See, we are, uh, we're out in the, in the, in the sticks somewhat out here. Our closest neighbor is 80 acres away. So my son, rather than using the inside bathroom, will go outside to use the bathroom. <laughs> I haven't That's... trained about as well as the dog so you know the uh, the sad thing I mean is uh, maybe the, the benefit obviously because you have all of that space so it's fine until you you know get into town and somewhere where you're like hey this room only that's that's your location but uh, also on the bad portion of coming into that comfort level of being out in the in the sticks you know only you and all of the cia satellites above can see what you're doing <laughs> exactly exactly you know i uh 
only think every now and then that the uh, radar top hat to the to the north of us is watching us. But hey, what do you know? Your favorite FBI agent needs something to do at uh, seven o'clock on a Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Although my my child has done the the whole uh, big daddy scene and has peed in a bush in the school <laughs> or the apartment stores. I don't remember where it was, but yeah, he straight up peed in a fake plant. <laughs> Gotta water it. I, it's, Looks thirsty. You know what? It, it, it happens. Welcome to farm life. You know, Kinder, I got I gotta say two things. One, uh, this is great to have a guest who brings up these things you know, it's usually it's only me. It's it's nice to have somebody else throwing the references back. It's it's, a, it's nice. Uh, it's a great change. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other thing, I don't know if I told you this. Um, when my brother moved into his place, we were helping him move in, and he's got a large decorative rock in his yard. And one of the times as we were bringing stuff in, I, I couldn't help but notice that it had a wet spot on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think his uh, hoodlum kids next door may use his decorative rock as a pea rock, so he's got it in his front yard. So I didn't hey, have the hard cameras up that. out there. I'm gonna put yeah. some cameras up. You can't have that kind of vandalism. It's okay. Now he's got Bo, so you know, and not yeah. that like Bo is friendly, but you know, a giant English mastiff coming out out at you. Might, might get some kids to think differently about peeing on that rock. I, yeah, uh, instead of just the rock, they end up peeing on the grass and the sidewalk as they're running away. <laughs> and, and their pants as they're pulling them up. <laughs> my my son gets excited for fresh snow because that means he gets to write his name out off the deck. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Quite the artist you're growing there. <laughs> yes. yes, he's... He's actually gotten into drawing and sketching now lately. That is his new kind of hobby. Um, aside from bugging me constantly about wanting to forge a new sword or a new knife or wanting to get the forge going again, he, uh, he's gotten into drawing and sketching and, and whatnot. And he's actually doing pretty darn good for, for a nine-year-old. He showed me some of the stuff he drew, Mickey Mouse. And it looked just about identical to like the old like Steamboat Mickey first generation Mickey Mouse. It was awesome. Good work. Was, he gets that from his mother because I can I can do like a stick man kind of. <laughs> Always you, helped you, in those government drawings. <laughs> yeah, you, you you've seen my see the government drawings I could do very well. But you've seen my handwriting, Kidder. It is yeah. it is terrible. Some days, yeah. Is, is that a six, a zero, or an A? <laughs> All of the above. Yes, yes. You will have to read the sentence for context because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, huh, that is my handwriting. What did I write here? Where is that? Let me carry the one and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think it says 42. We're, we're going to go with that. Yeah, the, the meaning of life. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's something that uh, forgot to bring up too about uh, your forging and creating uh, different uh, art pieces, for lack of a better term. I mean, they're they're utility pieces, but they're also very artsy in uh, how good they look. So the the kiddo and I have good cop customs. Um, 
we've only met a couple of them so far. Our first one, him and I made together. It was an awesome time. He was, I think, about seven when we made our first one. Um, we took a piece of sucker rod that uh, it's the, the the rod that runs the um, oil derricks out in the western part of the state. Um, it's not quite hard enough, but it works great. It's it's easy to maneuver. It's easy to move. It's easy to forge. So we made our first knife out of that, and it turned out quite well for our first one. We uh, took a piece of oak that we found on the farm out here and made a handle. We even ventured into the hidden tang on the first knife. Um, that, it turned out pretty darn good. So we're currently working on two of them. Now, I got a farrier's rasp, an old India sunflower farrier's rasp that I'm making into a, kind of a survival knife, camp knife type thing. And then I, I went kind of off the wayside and I took a, for the second one, it's a small little letter opener, but I took a uh, nail drive out of a Bosch uh, construction stapler. Um, I used to work at a local tool shop here in town and did a lot of tool repair. One of the things I got frequently was um, air nailers and air staplers and whatnot. So this is actually a, a, a stapler, a, a pneumatic piston out of one of those staplers. So it turned out pretty cool. Made a made a minute, like almost like a miniature Conan the Barbarian sword out of a mm. piston out of a out of a stapler. Awesome. So how and did the, you get any into other foraging oh. as a hobby? Growing up on the farm, we didn't have the money to buy a lot of our parts and a lot of the you know the the repairs for the implements. Um, we weren't poor, but we weren't uh, we weren't high class. Put it that way. So when something needed fixing or something needed repairing. We figured out what we needed to do, and we made most of the parts and you know fixes and what we had to do. So I've kind of always had that. But honestly, it was forged in fire that really got my son and I into this together. Um, I'd been wanting to make knives for a long time, and I, you know, I'd done a couple little tiny things that shouldn't even be qualified as a as a knife. But this one. The kiddo and I finally found something that we could do together that, that that he and I both liked. And we started watching the Forged in Fire on TV, and I recorded every single show they had. And him and I would just watch him, just binge watch the things. And he got into it and said he wanted to do it. So I figured, you know what? We're going to do this. I built myself a forge and found a bunch of blacksmith tools, and we just went at it. Yeah, that I, I've watched Forged in Fire. I think that's a fantastic show. That to me is kind of reality TV done right in a lot of ways because it's yep. I, the the thing that I that impresses me so much about that show is just the contestants. One, their skill levels are incredible, but I have I've yet in any episode I've seen I've never seen anybody leave that show throwing a fit. You know, I've seen everybody who comes out of that. It's always like, well, I just didn't have it today. You know, that was a tough challenge. I didn't get it. But, you know, kudos to everybody else moving on. It's just, it's great. It's not drama. It's actual showing of skills and and talent. So it's a it's a cool show. I, 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 my wife and I have watched quite a bit of that um, recently. But, no, it's, it's cool. It's cool that you 
And and I'll say I've always thought farmers are amazing in their their abilities to do that. To oh, we don't have this. Well, what can we make you know to make it work? Farmers are some of the most ingenious people out there. People don't always give them credit. They think that oh, it's just a simple life, but it's like those guys can MacGyver just about anything together. So that's always I've, I've gotten really finicky with with how i fix things now but in a pinch i think kidder's seen this once or twice i can macgyver some pretty awesome stuff with a give me give you give me some bailing twine and a pocket knife and i'll fix just about anything temporarily to get us by yeah we'll figure it out <laughs> some yeah. high quality fixes over the years that's for sure we uh we were going deer hunting one year and we, we, a deer come out in front of us. Imagine that on deer hunting it. We were driving back to the farm at two o'clock in the morning, coming all the way from Bismarck and a deer come out in front of us about 80 miles, 60 miles, something like that from home, locked up the brakes and actually busted off a brake rotor on my truck in the middle of nowhere. And I tried everything to get, to get this brake rotor off couldn't get it off i went and dug through the toolbox i found four big zip ties and some duct tape <laughs> zip tied and duct taped i took the caliper off zip tied and duct taped the rotor into place enough so that we could drive to get us home and got us 80 miles on four zip ties and a piece of duct tape that's talent that's yeah, uh that's that's talent yeah good work yeah it comes with the territory Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Electrical tape and leather glove will patch a radiator hose if you're uh, if you're ever in need. If you're going to use the ditch water, put your sock over the uh, over the jug when you pour the ditch water into the radiator because that way you filter out all the particles and the grass and whatnot before it goes into your radiator. Tips See? with JS on beer blues and BS. <laughs> just just think of what I, what we can add to this show. <laughs> <laughs> well we've been thinking about a lot of that but uh, how do we get there right. <laughs> you're getting us you're getting us half there at least you know we could do <laughs> we could do a call-in tip line and people could call in with their mechanical problems and i'm pretty sure i could come up with some sort of redneck fix to get them by at least temporarily for whatever their problems were <laughs> That's uh, uh, probably the first episode that we'll do when we figure out uh, creating a Patreon and we get more than 20 followers. So then well, uh, you know. we, we can do a live edition. Uh, hey, uh, Schenectady, New York, you're on, you're on with Triple P here. <laughs> oh, awesome. That is still a terrible Larry King impression. <laughs> but you got it. That's the point. You got it. Only because you did it on the show once before. <laughs> That's the only reason why I know. One of the last episodes I listened to was was Kidder's uh, constant Larry King uh, impressions. I'm sorry, I'm not old and crotchety enough yet. <laughs> I, I can't get, I can't get there. <coughs> you look crazy. That's. I went Vince McMahon there for a second, though. I mean, more of a McMahon, yeah. <sighs> apparently, since we're talking McMahon all of a sudden, uh, apparently 
that whole egg fiasco that uh, you may or may not have seen in the Survivor Series special episode, the bonus edition of uh, Triple B. That whole segment, uh, Netflix forked out over six figures to have all of that promotion, which explains why the stupid egg thing was in the opening video for the show. McMahon had three segments of it on the show itself. Why Red Notice was the sponsor for Survivor Series and why it trickled over into Monday Night Raw the following night. I will say the only thing I know what anything you just said is I do know who Vince McMahon is. Vincent Kennedy, Kennedy McMahon, damn it. Other I, than that, I don't know a single thing about the whole world of wrestling. So uh <laughs> it's all right. You're uh you're not missing much. Basically, uh WWE, as as Kidder said, got a lot of money from Netflix to promote the movie Red Notice, and they thought The Rock was going to be at Survivor Series and the Raw after. So they did they were having planned all of this stuff. Turns out he couldn't be there. So the best they could come up with was getting one of the prop eggs from the movie. Cause the movie's about these three Cleopatra eggs. I did watch the movie. Good movie, by the way. So they had a whole kind of storyline running that the rock had given Vince McMahon, one of these eggs and he was showing it off kind of throughout survivor series. And then it, it disappeared and there was the whole like who stole the egg and they had kind of a whole mystery that went on to the next night on monday night raw and it ended up being some guy austin theory had taken it because he was wanted to take a selfie with the egg that was the payoff to all of it it was uh Pretty, pretty terrible. This this will date me a bit, but uh, the last time I followed wrestling was when uh, Scott Steiner, Kevin Nash, and whoever the third one was created the NWO. That's Hulk Hogan, brother. Yeah, there we go. I didn't know who the third one was. Yeah, that was that's how long ago. And it was when they created the NWO. Like Sting was still. He's still wrestling. Don't worry. Isn't he like 80? Close. I mean, (laughs) 70. I saw him two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's how long ago it was. Big, big Papa pump. Was it, was a, was a, uh, a daily feature. Um, Old WCW right there. Wasn't that like 97? Yeah, something uh, like 98, that. 96, 96. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page was was another one that was popular at the time. Yes. DDP. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That that's how he owns a yoga ago. shop now. <laughs> he does Diamond Dallas Page DDP yoga. We'll say that he helped save the lives of several former wrestlers from around that time got them off the the drugs and pills and alcohol and stuff cool like uh, yeah. jake the snake i think was one of them I, I jake the snake him. and scott hall yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i do remember jake the snake he had that big like yellow burmese python that he would bring into the ring with him 
you ain't got this freaking snake here and machos like you yeah, just the snake's gotta bite me just just let the sucker bite me and i was like you want him to bite you and i'm like yeah oh yeah just let him just we'll bite me or else people aren't gonna believe it there you go <laughs> it's been a good part of 20 years since i've watched anything wrestling well, I, I, w- I would say you're not missing much. I, in fact, I probably wouldn't be watching except I now host a podcast and we sometimes need content. Um, All right. Kidder knows that. <laughs> so. I, I yeah. don't watch much TV at all anymore. I've, I've come to the point in life where work and projects are more important than watching TV. The wife will binge watch things as she's working on things. She has the ability to do two things at once. I, however, if there's a TV on and it's remotely interesting, I stop whatever I'm doing and just stare at the TV like a five-year-old. And yeah, so I can't, I just, I just don't have TV on when I'm doing projects. It happens. It happens. I mean, we we still try and keep up with uh, with wrestling and whatnot. Uh, haven't watched SmackDown yet or Rampage from tonight, but uh, earlier today watched Wednesday's Dynamite from uh, All Elite Wrestling, and uh, wanted to talk about a couple things with that. That was good. But uh, Monday Night Raw from this past week, uh, of course, as a reminder for those who aren't familiar maybe like JS there, but uh, that is a three-hour show on USA every Monday. And I uh, made it through in four minutes. Yeah. That's that's the quality <laughs> of things right now. So, it's as for... As long, oh, go ahead. About as long as I'd be able to watch it would be about four minutes. Yeah. Uh, that that was the whole episode. Yep. Oh, that was that was raw. Yeah. Uh, um, very very disappointing with the the quality of things right now. But made it to Wednesday night with All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite. That show opened with CM Punk coming out, and then getting er- interrupted by Maxwell Jacob Friedman MJF. And having a 20-minute promo, that was awesome. I bring this up for a couple reasons. Because, you know, they some people say they're in a feud between WWE and AEWs. A lot of people, mainly WWE, says, ah, there's nothing to worry about. We're not in a feud with them. We have our product. They have their product. Well, it was funny this week because in the promo, it happened to be brought up about CM Punk doing uh, a couple John Cena five moves of death during the pay-per-view, which was hilarious. If you haven't seen Full Gear or our analysis of it, you can check that video out. But uh, John Cena uh, appeared with CM Punk doing his five moves of, of death, basically. So MJF makes light of that someone you can't see CM Punk ends up calling MJF a 
ripoff but terrible version of The Miz, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, yeah, the similarities are quite outstanding. And uh, they even bring up Triple H, the King of Kings, in that. And uh, MJF saying CM Punk can't beat him. Things like that. So there's a little bit of a rivalry going on there uh, as AEW has been passively mentioning several current or still somewhat current WWE talent or making fun of them in one way or another. So I think that that's, you know, funny for the wrestling fanatic in me. And I'm sure there, Howie, if you check out the promo, you'll probably get a kick out of it as well in the cliff notes and whatnot. But uh, overall, I watched most of Dynamite this week, and we'll see what Rampage has to offer in their Black Friday edition of Rampage that was on earlier tonight. And uh, in their one-hour show, we'll see how it matches up with the two-hour version of Friday Night SmackDown that'll probably make it through in about four to five minutes. There's your uh, weekly wrestling update from the Triple B. You're welcome. <laughs> also saw Tony Nese wrestled a match on AEW Dark. So apparently Tony Nese is all elite. Mm-hmm. I'm somewhat sad to hear that there's another faction, whatever you want to call it, the the AEW. I, I, I don't know what yeah. that is, but I'm, I'm somewhat sad to hear that there's another faction. <laughs> so, uh, it, I, I would, they're a, a completely different company. It's all elite wrestling. And that has uh, some people you might recognize. Uh, Sting being the one that uh, stands out first of all. He's still there and doing some work with uh, up-and-coming talent uh, named primarily Darby Allen. Then you have uh, Chris Jericho. Maybe you're familiar with Jericho in the end of his WCW days. Do remember the name, yes. And then WWF. So Chris yep. Jericho was the first champion of All Elite Wrestling there uh, since they started in 2019. And then Cody Rhodes, the son of Dusty Rhodes. I, d- I do remember Dusty Rhodes. So my son Cody, Cody Rhodes, he's out there, he's in the ring, he's doing his thing. It's just the son of a son of a plumber. Doing his thing. That's what I'm saying there, baby daddy. There, there's a couple. They they will bring out some of the old nostalgia acts, but they do it in kind of a, an interesting way where it's kind of promoting a younger talent. So it's not just like, hey, we're, we're bringing out this old guy since you all cheered. He's going to beat one of our better talent. It's, it's usually always to kind of enhance some younger talent. But yeah, um, that, that's kind of AEW. It's... Like Goldberg and Stone Cold had been out for like a year or two, I think, when I kind of quit, when I learned about the things. The things. And <laughs> the, <Yeah>. things. <laughs> the things. <laughs> so, yeah, the Goldberg and Stone Cold, I think, were probably the newest wrestlers. So is, is Rey Mysterio Jr., is he, is he still a, a wrestler? Yep. He, yeah, he actually was a tag team champions with his son Dominic, uh, ah. in the last like two years. So, yeah. interesting. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the friend of mine had the had the 
WCW versus WWF video game for Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. That's that's like that. That's the main reason I remember most of these names. Just him and I would play that <laughs> relentlessly. <laughs> he and Dominic when they won the the uh, tag team championships, they became the first father son duo to ever do it in the WWF slash WWE. Interesting. Yeah, learn new things every day. That's what we're here for on the Triple B: exactly. education <laughs> and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Drink, drink responsibly. Is Sting still doing the black and white face makeup thing? Did he yep. still? It's still yep. his thing. And it's he's doing the. Ah! Uh, how are we gonna do it? He always had a baseball bat in the in the game. <laughs> yep, was, he still yep. has the baseball bat. Black trench coat and a baseball bat and the black and white face paint. That was that was his like thing. <laughs> Not so much with the uh, the trench coat anymore. But uh, the baseball bat and the face paint, black tights and black shirt and the the hair all combed back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, 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 re- I remember my my old N64 days. 64 pixels on the screen. So, yeah. Man, these graphics are awesome. <laughs> Dude, that was mind blowing at the yep. time when that came out. I actually just saw a meme about that the other day. Man, remember a long time ago when the graphics were just awesome? Like, they were so so awesome. And that's a picture, like Stone Cold from one of those games. And it says the <laughs> graphics back then. And it looks like there's 12 polygons between his entire body. Mario 64 was, like, one of the best graphic, you know, graphically illustrated games out there at the time. And Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing even now to, you know, when you when you go and you have one of these the new systems like the Xbox, at, you know, Series S, and you're looking at that and you're like, wow, these are really great. And you even just go back to like the 360 or just the original Xbox, and it's like, man, yes. we've come a long way. There you go. <laughs> there you go. These oh, was focused on there. Yep. So yeah, the. Uh, 1999 these these graphics can't get better than this the graphics yes remember kevin nash was my was my favorite player on on that it's because he had the the like the the big boot or whatever it was called (laughs) yep he was my he was my player (laughs) i think i've i don't know if i've told this story i guess now that i start saying it but uh i'd always piss off uh, a couple people like dinosaur and 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 the doke because those were usually the two who would game with me and it was i think smackdown here comes the pain on playstation or playstation 2 around that era and this is when i was learning like it was my first wrestling game and first time i'd ever played and so they're like yeah just you know do some moves or whatever i'm like what do you mean like just you know make a couple combos and then you can do different moves like and they're naming off different moves scoop slam and irish whip but different basic things and i'm like i don't know what any of this means because this is my first introduction to wrestling back in 97 98 so 
I just start button mashing because I'm good at that and I can beat the crap out of anything, any game. I mean, you put me in front of a Super Nintendo or N64 and, and I'm beating the crap out of whatever and whomever I, I want. So I start doing it and I ended up finding the basic combo for the Russian leg sweep. Ah. And that move, not a deadly move. Like a very basic move. But the setup in the game, even if you were this far apart on the screen and you'd hit the combo just right, it would go whoop, and then automatically pick them up and you put them in the Russian leg sweep. Boom! You do the you do the move. And so I was doing that over and over and over and over <laughs> and over. Just because like I'm just still just button mashing and it just kept doing the Russian leg sweep over and over. And they were getting so pissed because I was killing their dude with one stupid move, the Russian leg sweep. And I beat up their characters so much that I, how do you pay? Oh, you hit the square or the triangle or some stupid thing and pin and I'd win the match. And they're like, I'm not playing this crapper game with you. Like, this is stupid. This, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, but I won. Yeah. Russian leg sweep for the win. So that was the first move that I, that I ever learned in, in wrestling of what it is and how to do it. The Russian leg sweep. So thank you very much. Smackdown. Here comes the pain. I, uh, I, I saved up all my, as much money as I could when I was, you know, nine, ten years old, whatever, however old I was, and I bought a sixty-four. And then, like three months later, somehow I managed to win our high school football raffle that was giving that was a PlayStation. So I had both at the same time, and that was that was awesome. I got really into Tekken three, and yeah, it just kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> I did end up getting an Xbox. I think I have. I think I the 360. Is that the semi newer yep. one? I don't. I don't know. I don't even know anymore. Man, it's like ten years ago now. <laughs> yeah. I turned it on about two months ago, just because the kiddo was asking about it. Then uh, I think I have Battlefield Three, mm-hmm. maybe four. I don't know. One of the two who are playing a little bit of Battlefield for like four hours. If it's Battlefield 4, we could play. It could be. Maybe it's three. Frosty is one of the characters. Yeah, you can see my knowledge of video games. I don't even know which one I have. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Prior to that, it had been at least two years since I had turned that thing on. You turn it on and all the dust blows out the back, coughs yeah. a couple times. Yeah, and... it updates for like an hour and a half. <laughs> he knows exactly what you're talking about there. <laughs> He's like, you're speaking my language. Yeah. I was visiting with a friend today and he was telling me about the new Halo. Uh, he's like, oh, it's out there. He's like, and it's got crossplay, so you and I can play. I'm like, that uh, that Xbox over there is only really used to uh, play Netflix and Disney Plus, so really, it's there just so that you know Junior can watch you know Mickey Mouse. That's uh, that's what that thing is used for. 
surprising yeah. somebody else got to you before I did to say download the the multiplayer beta. Yeah, we wow. uh, we don't even use the Xbox for that. We have a smart TV now, and so we got the Roku built right into the TV. So yeah, the Xbox is just kind of a wall decoration at this point in time. <laughs> and that means you can watch this show full screen on your TV with the uh, the YouTube app. There we go. I'm redoing our base or I'm finishing our basement down in our, in our house. Now we've been in this house for seven years and I'm just now getting around to working on the basement. I have one room done 90% of the way. I got to finish the floors and I got to finish my closet doors for it. Um, the problem is, is I go ridiculously overboard when I do all this stuff. Like when I did the room in the basement, of course, you know, I spray foamed the room because I own spray foam trailers. So why not? Right. I'm not very good at cheat rocking, but I, I, I managed my way through it. I'm not bad at it now. Did all the electrical. And then because me being me, instead of just putting on, you know, cheap, normal Menards quality trim boards. No, I went to Front Street Lumber Millworks and bought all cedar one by six. Proceeded to then rip down all said one by six cedar in equal lengths, sand it, and clear coat all of it. So all of my trim in that room is all one by six cedar. The room or the uh, it's beautiful, by the way. It 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 turned out pretty damn good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, for the the window decks or for the trimmer on the windows, I've got really deep window wells because of the way the basement's laid out. So that's all tongue and groove cedar that I did. Um, yeah, so I went way overboard like I usually do. So now the basement is now all going to be tongue and groove barnwood that I took off an old granary that my dad had that was built in the 1920s, 30s, somewhere in there. So yeah, so that's that's my current project is this overwhelmingly complicated barnwood basement that i am now building and uh, i'm even putting hidden cabinets and hidden built-ins and it's yeah going to extend my project by six months to a year but what the hell might as well make it what you want so yeah. if i'd have kept it simple and just done sheetrock i but i would have been done a long time ago but no no can't do that but then you'd look like every other basement and every other place. And, and I'm not going to lie. I hate sheetrock. I think it looks terrible. Like, put some effort into it. You know, I mean, granted, there's a lot of artistry in being able to do sheetrock well. There really is. I will give those guys many, many <laughs> yeah. kudos. If you can do a perfect level five finish, you know what you're doing. I cannot. I can hide things well enough to make it look like I know what I'm doing, but there's no way I can do a level five. Uh, however, I just, to me, sheetrock is ugly. I like wood. I like rustic. I, I like to see the craftsmanship in things. And to me, sheetrock just doesn't bring that out. Sheetrock pisses me off. If you want to know something that pisses, <laughs> like if, if somebody calls me up, hey, uh, can you come help me? Uh, I'm sheetrock, sheetrocking, whatever. 
uh number one how much money and how number two how much alcohol because <laughs> if if both of those answers don't equal a high enough value it'll be either a no or an f no because i absolutely despise sheetrocking not the fact of you know manual labor putting the crap up and then screwing it into the studs and stuff like that like did it, 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 it is what it is. It's stupid, but it is what it is. Even if you get one of the sheetrock lifts, right? No, it's it's the st- ultimate stupidity behind sheetrocking something because you don't have square walls. It's not exactly square. So then when you go and you have a section and then you measure it out 30 times, go over here and you do this and you go, okay, it's going to fit in here and it'll do this. And then you write it down. So then you're not just mentally keeping notes and then you bring it over to the piece and then you draw it out. And then you're like, okay, you know what? Because I'm not completely sure I'm going to pick up the whole piece and then put it up here. Does this look this, this looks about right. Right. Like it's, it should fit. Right. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Here, no going back. Okay. Here we go. And it doesn't fit. See, the nice thing about sheetrock is you only have to be within a quarter inch. There's lots of lots of, of the professional rockers that only take their measurements by quarter. So if it's if their sheet is twenty-six and three quarters long, their measurement is twenty-six and three. You only gotta be within a quarter inch because you got all that sheetrock mud that you can fill all the gaps and cracks and everything else with. That's the nice part about it. But yes, I, I definitely feel your pain. I don't know about that quarter inch thing because I'm pretty <laughs> sure that we were well within the eighth of an inch range or less, and it still was off by a third to half. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. These homes just aren't what they used to be. That's the what it is. Get off my lawn. Yes, yes. Uh, as after doing the uh, remodeling and and custom homework and stuff here and there, I will tell you that very few homes are actually square. Very very few. Most of them are lucky if they're within a half an inch from floor to ceiling and from one corner of the room to the other. That's you're doing good if you can keep it within that. I don't know how how many inches we were off in the Doke's basement, but I, I have nightmares sometimes about that whole area and yeah. Yeah, wasting whole sheets of... <laughs> I mean, they were put to use elsewhere, but again, it's like a terrible version of Jenga or Tetris that you will never win because everything is the wrong size. Kidder has heard my horror stories about, about my, my home process. <laughs> Which uh, one? <laughs> uh, if you're, uh, if you're ever in the mood for a, for a new house, Howard, do not buy a modular. I'm, I'm not moving again. Uh, I, I, I moved I, this summer. That's I, enough. I heard, I heard you just, you just moved into a, into a new domicile. So, yep. And one that required very little um, kind of the fixer upper stuff to it. There's some, but it not the the first place my wife and I bought, there was quite a bit that needed to be done. And we slowly worked away at that over six years. So it was in nicer condition than when we moved in. 
but with us having a, a toddler, we're like, no, <laughs> we want something that has fewer projects and that uh, he's he's enough of a handsful. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking at your uh, at your ceiling in the in your background there, and I was having trouble telling right away if it was stamped tin or if it was a uh, uh, false ceiling. But it looks like it's a compressed uh, MDF or a, or a sheetrock false ceiling. It, it's it's so it, a little bit of both. There's a bulkhead that runs above me that is sheetrocked, but the rest it's a it is a suspended ceiling, and it is tin. Um, it does oh, have okay. kind of a a border that runs around that is doesn't have any of the pressed into it. The guy who who we bought the house from was very particular, so I can understand like he was not going to have like. These, these smaller border sections that was like half of a pattern cut in. So he just got plain flat panels for the border. So then the rest of it is, is all of the pressed. So, okay. That looks good. Kidder's got so much shit on his walls. You can't even tell what it is. So <laughs> I, I, flat. It's flat. And that's important. I, the only I, difference I, is the barn door over here. I think his walls are paint. I think that's what they are. They're painted. They have and been painted. Yes. <laughs> they were painted at one point. In yeah. fact, there are two shades. You have the white and then you, you, oh, let me go this way. Then you have the gray. So you have white and gray and then, you know, white. <laughs> so all I can tell from here is white and slightly less white. <laughs> yep. Good example would be right over here, over my left shoulder, where you have the door of the white and then the gray next to it. Yeah. First time I went into his, uh, I didn't even know what room you call it, a theater room, whatever. It was uh, quite a bit of sensory overload <laughs> when I got into that room. I, I call it the museum, is what I yes. call it. It's the yes. it's the Kidder Collectible Museum. It, that's right. It, right. Don't take the tour, though. That you'll be there for hours. Don't don't take the tour. Uh, just just pass. If he's off. he made it out with the quick tour. I think I've had the brief tour, yes, but not uh, not the full tour. And here I was going to say that uh, I need to drag him over to your place, Howard, and then uh, we can try and eradicate the ghost that's occasionally freaking out your recessed lighting, electrical in that level. Well, tr- tr- truthfully, Kidder, the, the reason for that is, is is those lights that are behind me are on a dimmer switch. And so I just have it on the very lowest setting. And so that's what causes it to flicker every now and then. Hmm. If I had like it a up, ghost. Yeah, if I have it up at full, then they're, they're fine. But then it, my background just looks blazing white when I do that. So, Kind of like mine does right now, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, half scoot to the right. <laughs> I still have the uh yeah, yeah. I still, I still have the temporary lighting in the basement here and until I do the rest of it. See the the ceiling is going to be painted after I'm going to put a few inches of foam in there to, to reduce the sound between the upstairs and downstairs. I'm going to paint it jet black and then I'm going to put LEDs going through the rafters with barn tin on the bottom side of the rafters. And once I, with the controller and we'll have in the LEDs, it'll look like starlight shining through the, uh, through the, the holes and all the tin. That will be awesome. 
It, that is it, a... When I get it done, if it looks like I want it to in my head, it'll be beautiful. I just got to do it. <laughs> so about the next time that you're on the show, we'll... Uh... <laughs> So yeah. we don't want to wait that long to have you on the show again. <laughs> Honestly, I'm hoping by the end of next week, I have the wall behind me that you probably can't see or partially see. I'm hoping to have that one at least done done up with the barn wood. I've got all my built-ins done. I'm just trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to make my hidden doors and whatnot in there because there's going to be two of them that are two of them that are built in and flushed out that are hidden for random crap just to kind of keep it out of view and what have you. Um, the other three built-ins are going to be open so I can, we can have the knickknacks and whatnot on there. The, the built-ins got put in because I have some, my sewer piping and whatnot. I've got a concrete basement. So the sewer piping is obviously an outside of the wall. So I had to move the wall out about 12 inches just to get around that excess piping and whatnot. So I figured rather than just having, wasted space i'd put the built-ins in and then you got you know shelving and whatnot for books and knickknacks and whatever else you want to hang on the wall random car yeah. parts i am i am however going to make a coffee table out of an engine block it'll look much better than having uh like a above ground graveyard for random animals next to your house be talking about the one in the corner of uh it, uh... no, no idea what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Yes, yes, that house. Yes. Um, I have an above-ground graveyard for vehicles next to my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because uh, I watch uh, a lot of Gold Rush. I've you know been watching since the show started 12 years ago. And uh, they follow Tony Beats up in the Yukon. And uh, they did an episode of The Dirt, which is like they're behind the scenes of the show. So it's about uh, gold miners, basically, to summarize it very quickly. Tony Beats has one of, if not the largest gold mines in all of Canada. And probably one of the largest in the world. And his graveyard of uh, vehicles... <laughs> As he said in the uh, dirt, there's more money tied up in the old vehicles that are sitting there for parts than most people will have in their lifetime. My, my father-in-law is quite the collector. He has a uh, very large inventory, as, as he likes to call it. <laughs> yep. And uh, to some, it may look like a large disheveled pile of junk. However, he can tell you just about anything and everything that's there, where it is, what's inside of it, where it came from, when he got it, and what it's going to be used for. And it comes in handy when you need to get something for something about the same that might work and oh, yeah. part something comes off there and you can put something else back to life. And it's crazy. It, him and I play this little game where I'll get on the tractor and go move a few things here and there. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'll, I'll see how long it takes him to notice and then he'll get he'll get upset and then he'll find another trailer or something to park in the spot that i just opened up just so we can go back and forth it's a good time i uh sounds, i moved in sounds... right next to my in-laws 
Like I can see my house, their house from Mars next to my in-laws. It's, I will say, however, though, that it's, it's been an absolute blessing. They are, they're amazing people. They've been absolutely wonderful to us. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way right now. So, but it does pose a few challenges here and there. I, uh, I, I can believe that. I lived in my in-laws basement for as little under a year. Um, when my wife and I moved back to Bismarck and we're looking for a place it, you know, we moved back during the oil boom. So finding a place was near impossible. So we, yep. uh, we lived in our, in my in-laws basement for about a year, uh, until we found our, our first place and, and such. So it, there were nice things about it. I didn't have to cook for like a whole year. Um, but there were downsides to it. We but, uh, did the, we did the exact same thing. Never again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, just because you uh, mentioned moving the cars around so that um, and seeing how long it would take to find. Uh, that just reminds me I need to just do this high lane and um, Kidder will know what that's about. And yeah, so mm -hmm. I had to get it in there, Kidder, before we missed yeah. it. Should we wave too? I mean, just in case, in case he catches... I skips to this part of it i you know i wasn't even going to call it out we'll just see if he catches it but you know you can't right. say that we don't mention him every episode now so that's true for a second i thought that you were going to mention about the relocation of various discs in the collection here because he's threatened to do that several times of <laughs> because much like what you're saying to a lot of degree i've built taken it down rebuilt between moves so many times and had to reposition some things for spacing issues that to some degree i know where everything is if you tell me a random movie that i have in the i don't remember how many i have <clears throat> stand by one because <laughs> i have to keep it all tracked within an app that way I know. Okay, so I have 851, 841 movies between Blu-ray, 4K, and straight DVD. So then going through the collection here, just to make sure that I don't buy the same movie two or three times, like, oh, I was looking for this movie. It's on sale. I should buy this. Yeah, I've done that a couple times. And then, you know, get home and I'm like, Oh man. Yeah, and just go back to wherever I bought it and <laughs> take it back. Uh yeah, right. I, I I do have to confess, um I have on occasion rearranged your DVDs and Blu-rays. Mm. <laughs> uh -huh. I knew it. <laughs> See what we need to do, Howard, is we need to get the missus to let us into his cave of wonders there. When he's no, that's home. a different show. That's a whole other show. <laughs> we can't go there. That's that's not copyrighted, permitted for this show. We can't go there. That's a different show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Although I, I keep looking over your right shoulder, Kidder, 
and seeing that red glowing sign and thinking that it's like the redneck PBS logo. Cause it looks like the three <laughs> PBS heads, but in bright red instead of blue. <laughs> that one, the one that that's yes. Whatever you just did. <laughs> Trying to make it work a little better. So then, uh, you know, maybe the lighting will, will kick up on my end and then you can actually see is it a, is, what it is, is, is over it there. Appears to be fighting Sue. Yes. Ah, okay. You are correct. Perfect. Yes, from from back here with the lighting you had before, it it looked like the redneck yes logo. And, and now I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> with the the stand lights that are three feet from my face. There you go. It's about where Howard's are too. They're they're about a foot and a half on the one side and three feet on the other. That sound about right. I don't know. I've never measured. They're on each side of my desk. I have a shop garage work light with one bulb burnt out right above my head. Does that count? <laughs> Sounds like we need to get you some LED. <laughs> Last forever. I'm I'm avoiding going with the whole smart home technology. I'm still on that. I think the government is listening to me through my through my light bulb. Just thing. wait till they get a hold of this show. <laughs> Although, I mean, I have the, you know, government supplied tracking device, you know, sitting right next to me constantly all the time. But yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them. I just, I can't get into the whole smart home audio thing. And we, we don't have any of those uh, smart bulbs either uh, or smart outlets uh, because most of the stuff is installed and they're all LED the way it is. In fact, as I'm thinking of the actual bulbs in this house, there is one fixture in the mechanical room that I put a non-smart LED bulb in. And then there are three in the garage that I put some of those, what are they, 40,000 lumen uh, bulbs, LED bulbs in. Again, non-smart put three of those in there so you turn those on and it's like staring at these things for <laughs> yeah I, I have been switching everything over to leds i'm i'm all for leds they are the wave of the future they're great technology i just you know can't me, get on I love the whole, for leds <laughs> i just can't get on the whole smart home thing i i, I just i want to i i really want to because it's really cool but i I just can't do it. Since you bring up the whole listening, Kidder, I, I had this queued up because I, I had to share this tonight. Um, Is so, your assistant listening right now? Uh, no, she's a floor up. But okay, <laughs> uh, because of said assistant, you know, I, I have a toddler. I don't shop for anything for the toddler. My wife has that covered. Um. But, but Kidder, I, I know that it picks up some things because in my Amazon feed, um, I get weird things. I've shared one of these once before. Uh, I had a new one tonight, and I showed it to my wife. She goes, that's terrifying. And I'm like, yep, and screenshot. And she's like, you're going to talk about it on the show. And I said, yes, I am. So <laughs> damn right. <laughs> so we will uh, pull this. As lovely- JS is... Uh- Getting a nice four-finger drink over there. Looks like some right. some bullet and some bold. They're gonna do it. Do it right. So, 
Get her. Here's uh, the newest ah. thing that Amazon thinks ah. they need. Ah. <laughs> That's terrible. Who makes this it, crap? <laughs> what the hell, man? This, for, for the audio listeners, uh, it, the, the title of this thing is The Little Live Pets Gotta Go Turtle. And it is basically a <laughs> lavender and sky blue uh, turtle with a purple shell sitting on a toilet with some other thing that I think you use to interact with it. I don't know what this is. I don't know what it does. But... With a neck and head that looks like a penis. I, yes, that I mean, and and it looks like I mean, it looks like something like karate chopped this thing in the neck. It's not like a straight <laughs> neck. It's like it's got a crank in there. Do either of um, you remember the land before time? Absolutely. Yeah. This looks like that little brown dinosaur from the land before time. Little <laughs> foot. Yes. Little yes. But purple and <laughs> scary and pooping. Yes. <laughs> apparently it didn't go in the land before time it had to take the time out to go on the land as a side note may the voice actor rest in peace because he just passed away a couple weeks ago oh yeah but maybe that's what happened he died and then this happens this absolute travesty penis looking turtles that look like poorly drawn <laughs> dinosaurs from 50 years ago. Absolutely. I mean, it's not 50 years ago. It's like 40 years ago. Terrible. I, I, I will give you, I will give you one just as good. Howard. I was in a training class and we were all asked to come up with a topic for another person to talk about. I came up with the migration pattern of the monarch butterfly. <laughs> yes. One day later, I had a Facebook ad on my phone from Game and Fish about the migration pattern of the monarch butterfly. I cannot make this up. I don't. It, they're listening to everything we do. Oh. Yeah, I, I know I've uh, talked to Kidder about this on one of our past shows about how, like, since we have started Beer, Blues, and BS, like, the amount of, like, alcohol-related ads and such that I get <laughs> is incredible these days. But it, it is weird because we talk about things on the show, and I always kind of am a little leery about some things because, yeah, I get ads for it, so... Like when we talked about the killer wedgies, I'm like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to get for <laughs> ads and such. But when I get a good one, like that turtle, it it's like I, I'm sharing this because I can't believe somebody, somebody felt the need like we're making an yeah. interactive turtle on a toilet and we're going to sell this and people buy it. And I just, I mean, that's right up there with the, uh, the, the training urinal that I, I shared in a past episode where it was a frog and you're basically peeing in the frog's mouth. It's oh, like, wonderful. Yeah. Do, do either of you remember Mr. Bucket? 
Oh, it sounds familiar. Mr. Bucket, put your balls in my mouth, Mr. Bucket, <laughs> and I'll spit them right out. <laughs> I feel like I should know because I'm having PTSD, like, flashbacks. It's like I'm going back to Nam here. Like It was this kid's toy that they came out where it was like a two-and-a-half-gallon bucket, and you would have it have, like, you know, 20 little, I don't know, two inch ping pong balls, basically that it would spit out all over the floor. And the object of the game was for you to take this little shovel and put the balls back in the Mr. Bucket as fast as you could. Maybe I need to go bust into the bullet as well. Because yeah, I mean, I could, you know, I do know where you live. I could make you one. This, I, hate, I hate to say it, Kidder, but we've been talking for quite a while and it's, about time we wrap this up with some cheap plugs let's do some cheap plugging then because you can find us on our web home at beerbluesbs.com yes beerbluesbs.com right there on our website you can find all kinds of wonderful and amazing things such as all the past episodes for the show both the audio and video version at least the links to them while you're there you can also buy us a beer in fact if you would like to buy us a beer just like last week's episode you can see your name right here that you bought us a beer and if you have a special message We'll even put that up there as well. And you can get that info at beerbluesbs.com. While you're there, you can click the merch button and buy perhaps a pint glass or a shirt or maybe a classy piece of art that you could put up on your wall as well, supporting your good brothers here at Beer Blues and BS. Or, well, just get a sweet looking shirt for you, your favorite person. Maybe you're not so favorite person, depending on how much you like this show. There's all kinds of options for you with the merch available beerbluesbs.com. And if you want to sponsor the show, well, contact us. Our info is right there as well at beerbluesbs.com. Other than that, as you may or may not know, the video version of this show hosted on YouTube. You can check out the audio version on all of your favorite audio listening platforms, wherever you might have an account, including Podbean, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, and Player FM, and that is just to name a few. Finally, uh, well, maybe not so finally, let's go second to last, where the Killer Kidder Show playlist is available for you on Spotify. You can get that link as well at beerbluesbs.com and uh, get many, many, many great hours of music to listen to that'll take you through probably a couple weeks at least. So there is that. Now, the final piece that I wanted to share is like us on Facebook. If you would stop by facebook.com slash beer blues BS, or you can get to Facebook through our website. Once again, it is beer blues Join us there. Like it. If you would get all the latest show updates and communicate with the show. If you don't feel like emailing the show, you can throw your comments right there on the posts again, beer blues BS on Facebook and beer blues So a big thanks to JS for joining us this evening. Thanks again. And a 
we'll hopefully catch you on the show in the near future, or at least when you can have some time for uh, this show after making a lot of headway on all of your other projects. We'll get there. So I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Any, any, any time you guys are willing to deal with, uh, with, with me, I'll, uh, I'll gladly come back. Sweet. Well, next time we might have to just talk more guns, 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 or something like that. Other than that, hey, for my brother from another mother, Howard Blues, I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Thank you for joining us again on this edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. Remember, keep your glass always at least half full because, damn it, that's the power of positivity in the world. And free beer tomorrow. How about that? We'll catch you on the next edition of Beer, Blues, and BS later down the old dusty Tuscan Highway. Thanks again for this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. We'll see you on the next one. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. If you give me, give me a minute, I'll be right back. You got it. We'll right. we'll, we'll talk wrestling. <laughs> Although he kind of enjoys wrestling here too a little bit now and then so so yeah here we are how's it going jake all right you know been going all right crap (laughs) i didn't know he was coming over to our houses (laughs) no yeah no do it do it good doing good i'm almost done with this uh avalanche beer so, and your thoughts now that you're like three quarters of the way through, what what are your thoughts? It's all right. Tron. No, I, I just thought somebody's you know going to start playing guitar. You know, the late great j- ghost of Jimi Hendrix. Everybody. <laughs> Can you play that one off the uh, the one album? <laughs> Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> almost sounds like uh, the Who as well, you know, doing some Gregorian chanting almost. Yeah. Oh, they stopped. I'm sorry. I did. I didn't mean. Did not mean to. Oh, oh no. Not. Ah, they're back. Okay. I know. Avalanche beer. Well, there's stuff getting destroyed now. Okay. <laughs> so, 
So you were saying about your uh, your avalanche beer? <laughs> your, uh, uh, you think it, that it's, it's okay? Yeah, it's all right. It's gone now. Huh. They're really on that song. I mean, I know usually the songs are about three and a half minutes long, so it's understandable. Yeah, I uh, I muted them for the sake of us and the audio listeners. So <laughs> for 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 posterity. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll have to uh, we'll have to remind him. I don't know how much of this future Howard is going to leave in because you know future Howard cares about the audio listener, and uh, that, that could probably take weird. out some of the some of the, the the chopping. But I mean, the Gregorian chanting, man. I mean, you don't I, you don't want to piss off the Gregorians. 